Hi, and welcome to the Data Engineering Podcast, hosted by Cynthia. I'm Jason Gould. I'll be uh, looking after the discussion every week. We'll cover a host of topics like DevOps and tooling, programming languages, strategies, and all that kind of stuff. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy it. Hopefully, we'll catch you next time. Hi guys, welcome to the Data Platform Podcast, episode five. Today, as ever, I'm joined with, by Tomo, and uh, and we have a special guest, Tihana, with us this week. Uh, guys, do you want to introduce yourselves? Mm-hmm. I can go first. I'm Tomo, and still Chief Data Architect. Hasn't been uh, changed job since last week. No. Cool. No. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm uh, Tihana. I am a customer success engineer here at Cynthia. Um, that's it. Cool. Recently. <laughs> cool. Uh, welcome, guys. Uh, today we're going to talk about, um, I think, the, what the importance of data being available in an organization. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something in along a, in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, in a nutshell. I, I think you had a specific. Uh, what was it for the title? What did you want to call it? I thought about uh, what is the value of having data as a product. Data as a product. Data as a product. That's, that's what it really is. Yeah. Not, not what I said. Yeah, and exposed through a data marketplace. Cool. So why? Why would we want to do that? Uh, that's a good question. I think that uh, um, since we already discussed a bit about the architecture of data platform and what do we want to achieve when ingesting data on such platform and wrangling that data and using it for different business purposes, there also have to be an area where we are going to expose that data to a customer. So when I'm thinking about how data should be exposed, how data sets should be assembled and exposed to a customer, well, I mean, if everything is, if a data set is combined with access rights, with data catalog entry, with everything, with APIs, then it's product, isn't it? It's very similar to software product and you can immediately start using it. And I think it brings a lot of value because behind that product, you should also have everything that is usually around software product. So that means a lot. So a big part of maybe data democratization then? Definitely, yeah. I mean, if you want the real uh, data democratization process, you know, as I guess most of companies want, then you want to have data that can be shared with all of these features that I mentioned. So this is not just a technical thing, is it? This is a conceptual no, thing. That's more and, conceptual and, uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, and there has to be process and governance and mm-hmm. access rights and everything else, as you mentioned. So, Tahana, what are, what are the benefits for the customer? Because um, it's going to cost a lot of money to do this kind of stuff. Why would you go through it? Well, to me, uh, it sounds like some, um, some type of a really hard work that basically you put in at once, but it has uh, multiple um, usability and... Uh, future faster results uh, so you can uh, basically use it all over again and especially in the big companies where all the vendors are included uh, you actually have uh, way faster access and way um, much better uh, scalability uh, also uh, as you quite here mentioned um, let's say governance and uh, data democratization everything that falls with it uh, also must be aligned in order to have uh, data as a product. Uh, however, I, I do think it's a, it's a valuable resource. Mm-hmm. So if we then look at this, I mean, we've discussed on, on this very 
topic a couple of times now on on uh, decentralization. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, you know, data is too big to be looked after centrally now. It's become super important to an organization in terms of availability, speed, all of that kind of stuff. And when you put that in a, in a single team, um, that's where you get bottlenecks and stifling of innovation and everything else. So how do we manage to do stuff in a decentralized way, but all have the same, um, you know, who looks after what goes into the, the marketplace, who sets the rules? Mm-hmm. I think that um, <clears throat> the rules should be set up by the data governance and uh, data architecture departments. More or less so because the consumers, I mean, this is not completely new concept. We had data marts before. And before, if you said, okay, I want sales discount data mart, you would get sales discount data mart. And then you would, I mean, what does it mean you would get it? You would probably have to get access to some data warehouse where those data marts would be exposed or you would access some uh, all of cubes or something like that and then <clears throat> all of a sudden you would have a data set which the first thing that you should ask yourself is is it fresh or is it created ad hoc because you asked for it ad hoc Pro- productionizing that process is not no, it's not like uh, some wild idea I think the only thing that needs to be done around that is proper governance. And if you have proper governance, then you as um, someone, I mean, you always have someone that will deliver that data product. We talked about data mesh and domain data engineering teams and data product teams. So every data product teams have, uh, has a um, delivery, designated delivery. So, okay, they can deliver a data set for instance. So they, they are guaranteeing for the quality, for the fresh data, for the data lineage, data source. I mean, everything is uh, uh, part of the process they have to go through to deliver that data set. And then just by adding uh, a bit of governance on top of that data set, I think that you can call that a data product. So for instance, I'm a <coughs> reporting guy or a business person and I want to see how uh, effective was our last promotion and what is our return on, on, of investment there. So what my first step would be to access data catalog and type in promotion. And then I get like promotional data set and then I get all the data points that are available there. So for instance, you know, what was the marketing budget? What is the promotional budget? How well was the sales? Did we maybe cannibalize the product or so- something like that? It doesn't matter something from that business domain. And then I just start using it. I, I kind of connect to it. It has an API, right? It has a description how to connect to it. I choose a proper tool. I just connect to it and start using that. And I don't have to, I'm using a product, like I would use it on my mobile phone mm. or any kind of marketplace where I get product. So, I mean, Michael, we, we, and this is something else we discuss a lot, decentralization and, and everything else, because Governance in a lot of places is a dirty word. Mm-hmm. It's been applied inappropriately and is static and rigid. You know, we make a set of rules and then those rules never change. And that then stifles stuff we want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. How do we ensure that what we do today is also going to support what we do tomorrow? Uh, well, I personally don't agree that the rules shouldn't be changed. Uh, I mean, if the organization internally uh, and uh, 
the ways that uh, product data teams are um, working and the ownership of the data uh, somehow changes. For example, um, a new, uh, new team is um, involved or um, different type of communication, uh, I don't know, uh, two teams uh, collide or the teams break. Uh, however, we want to uh, divide the ownership. Um, it uh, automatically applies to the rules of the data governance. So I wouldn't uh, call governance as, as being the rules that are set in the stone. So as the organization uh, goes through time and as the data involves, they have to be adjusted if needed. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, it's not some something. Uh, it's not one-time thing. So mm -hmm. it's something that is uh, definitely updated through time and uh, aligned with the business perspective. So it shouldn't be just a set of rules, yes. it should be a capability of the company. Yes. Developed okay. as a capability. So that, that, which is a very different approach, but then <coughs> I look at that and say, is that something that we then have some parts of this are centralized, which are the, you know, the, 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 the rules, mm. if you like, although they're living rules. Um, could we be in a position where, um, you know, a lot of places like rules, I've worked in a lot of places where there's a rule for absolutely everything. So when we look at this, obviously we have different types of data, different requirements around how we keep it, legislation, regulation mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and some data that companies don't want to share with some people within the organization and things like that, you know, it's sensitive commercial information. Um, do we end up then with a literally a, a rule for every data set or do we try and minimize the amount of rules down to try and apply it to as much as everything and then add little bits where we need to for compliance or regulation or whatever? How do we do all of that kind of stuff? How do we decide what needs to be regulated? Or yeah, uh, ideally, ideally, you would have a um, centralized set of rules that apply to everyone and that's maybe just the common sense rules or uh, best practices known in IT for the last 50 years yeah. you wouldn't have a lot and then other governance rules should be applied you know either you're handling with sensitive data or you are handling the public data it doesn't have the same set of rules but uh, I'm, I, I must admit that I have never seen um, uh, governance in a company applied in a way that would not be slowing down the development process, unfortunately, as you said. Well, you know, we, we kind of had um, deployment committees in the past. So it's, uh, and that was part of governance. And I understood why. There's always a reason why. There's just, uh, the, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, when you're applying governance as a new process, you should just think about the perfect case you want to achieve. I think this goes, though, to, I mean, this doesn't just apply to data, it happens, it's everything that goes on in an organization. Normally governance is a result of there being an accident in the past, exactly. whether, yeah. whether with you or with, with somebody else. Yeah. And what you do then is you apply some rules to say, I, I don't want that to ever happen again. And in most cases it probably would never happen again. Mm -hmm. So we apply a bunch of rules that are effectively just slowing us down for everything. So what you're saying is, is the rules we should apply should be best case. Definitely. Um, I mean, except for the few general ones. Yeah. 
and the, these are like don't take the company data home with you <laughs> yeah. or something like that you know <laughs> some common sense some you know something that uh, basically you, you should be able to know but maybe you know if you're new in the company or if it's your first job you have to be aware of those things that's also part of governance yeah absolutely so i mean then the, the rest of the governance is a bunch of rules that tell us how we make the data available mm. so yes. what what would that include well, uh, this would definitely uh, include the, actually the process of getting the data. Um, so how do we make the data available for other teams and actually who are the teams that can access it in case of um, uh, personal, uh, uh, personal data, uh, PII, etc. Um, there definitely must be uh, some type of filtering or, and uh, basically how the data should be treated before uh, handling to a specific team. So depending on um, who is using the data, there must be, uh, I would say, a specific uh, rule that allows us to get the part of the data or, you know, uh, the whole data set, etc. So I, I think uh, exposing of the data uh, must also be uh, handled differently depending on the mm -hmm. uh, user's requirements or actually on the focus of the team who is asking for the data. So can we say in that case that data access is one important thing that yes. we need to think about data masking? Yes. Right? Yes. To hide it and unmask if needed. And unmask if needed. Of course. And then we have the general IT security that needs to be applied without the specific context of a product team. What else do we have as a, do we have data ethics as a part of data governance? Uh, definitely, I think the data uh, governance is actually on top of the data ethics. So the data ethics should be the first layer when thinking mm. about the data governance. I don't know, for me it's a common sense, but <laughs> we know that sometimes it's not. Um, uh, definitely, uh, mm -hmm. the way that we treat the data and what we are doing with it uh, must have some type of moral um, mm -hmm. background behind it. I think that's a, when we get That's in, a great topic. I love that topic. Yeah. It's really good. Data ethics yeah. is something I really like. Yeah. So w when we get into that whole conversation then, um, I mean, obviously this then drives into a data culture within an organization. Yeah. And I think that, for me, is a big part of data as a product and being able to easily consume it is actually the changing of culture to look at data in a very different way and not just a point-to-point -point sharing of information for a specific operation or for an, a, a financial report or whatever but actually looking at data as having intrinsic value in and of itself and the combinations of that being really good for a company to use mm -hmm. yeah. so how do, when we do that and we say the data has a value how do we then deal with the difference between high quality data and low quality data when we look at a data product? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Very hard. It's, it's very hard, yeah. <laughs> data quality, I, I think that, yeah, with every data product, you should be, as a consumer, aware of the quality of the data. So and it, is that something we can include in like data? Yeah, sure, sure. Like I would say, you know, you, you always have data that, uh, you know, for instance, machine generated data will never, never be uh, the same quality as bank transactions. That's for sure. <laughs> and they then they don't have to be. They, they are just showing some trends or something that you get every second. 
and then you can easily depend on maybe something that is in a lower frequency. Of course, as a consumer of data product, you should be aware of how... how if you're how, going to... What's, what's, the, what's the rating of that uh, data quality? You can put stars. It's like 5 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Could be used, but don't base too much uh, yeah. you know, so if we're your a data, business decisions. If on, we're a data-driven company, yeah. we don't want to be basing our decisions on poor quality data necessarily. No, no. Trending we, for sure, yeah. but maybe not a, no. you know, I'm no. going to spend a few million no, dollars course. or something. No, no, of course. I mean, if you are dealing with your, uh, um, for instance, you know, your purchasing office and your sales office, they have to have high quality data. And uh, that, that's something that, that I, I think that that's a process of um, domain team, sales team or purchase team to define, uh, you know, what kind of data quality they want to achieve for themselves. For, 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 for whatever, for whatever action yes, that they're going exactly. to take with that data. So I think that you can depend uh, already. I think that in most companies, people are aware of the data quality, more or less. You know, they, they are not... Uh, joking around with uh, really important data. The, the, the thing is that it has to be transparent. I mean, if mm. I'm using uh, public uh, data sets for any reason, for testing or something like that, you know, I'm, I don't expect it to be 100% correct. Of course, it has duplicate records, it has all kinds of data quality issues, different type formats, everything that can be fields with such fields non -values with non -values. Yeah. Well, I mean, all wrong values. Even. Yeah, <laughs> but but if you, but that's not data product, that's just publicly available data set. Yes. So there's a difference. Yeah, and absolutely. then after, if you want to make that uh, uh, data set uh, data as a product, I would expect that at least you're going to rate it low on data quality scale, or you are going to clean it up and serve it as a good product. So if, if we look at the, uh, I'm going to go back to the benefits to an organization. We've sort of discussed what maybe a data product is, mm. uh, a little bit on how to get it, some, some stuff on the governance of that and everything else. What's the underlying benefit? Why would you go through all of this? What's it give you? Uniform access. <laughs> so so, so we could take time to market improvement massively. Um, but the, the same thing goes with uh, marketplaces commercial marketplaces. So what's the difference between uh, the application that is available on marketplace or the application that your friend advised you to install yourself on your mobile phone? I, I think it's. I, I think that, that this is not a new concept. I, at, at least it's just data that is being served. Yes. But I think that the concept is, you know, is the concept same. Is so to, to be on the marketplace in the first place, you know, if we looked at maybe a mobile phone provider, yeah. let's not name which yeah. which one of the two it could be. <laughs> um, I mean, their marketplace has got a whole bunch of regulations and rules and stuff you have to adhere to to, to get on yeah, exactly. to, to be able to deliver your product to sure. consumers. Whereas just getting a pack file off the internet maybe isn't going to be of the same sure. Uh, quality. Sure, sure. And if I'm user of a data set, then I'm using a data set and I'm disconnected from the team that has delivered the data set because they maybe change something. They um, introduce new rule. They change something in the system. So now I'm getting different results. This is me using a data set and I can only call them by phone and ask them, well, guys, I re stopped receiving uh, this value in this attribute in this column six months ago. If I'm using a data product, I have regular updates. Mm. So again, that then... Notifications. Up, yeah, a big part to uh, decoupling as well, doesn't it? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, I see that the data marketplace is decoupled from, I don't need to know as a consumer what is happening. On the producer on, side. On, yes, on the producer side. And at the same time, well, they are a bit more tightly coupled to their product, but yeah. And data marketplace, I mean, sometimes I will want to uh, combine two data products. Mm. And maybe that data product will be crucial source of my new data product team. So we mentioned earlier um, data product, you know, has an API. Mm -hmm. what, what about streaming data? I would say the same. Huh. I would say the same. Yes. But I mean, it's a bit, um, I would say, uh, harder to achieve uh, the um, the updates, let's say, mm -hmm. and because it's constantly changing, so you have to definitely have some type of uh, uh, benchmark, can call it like that. And, and of course, the user must be aware that it's uh, constantly updating and constantly changing data. Uh, however, the whole um, the part of getting is pretty much the same. It I should mean, be the same. The description uh, yeah. must be different and uh, the user must be aware of uh, which type of data is consuming, but uh, the approach is the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of companies right now, I will just uh, give this simple example, uh, like to have big screens showing current business results, especially in retail, yep. even in insurance. When they launch a new mobile app, so you can buy insurance on your mobile app, they're also getting a nice real-time dashboard with data. So that real-time dashboard is using a data product in my, in my head. Mm. Or more than one data product. Sometimes. Or more than one data yeah. product, and it should be like that. Because otherwise it's just a customly made real-time report that can stop working tomorrow and then the president of the board won't have the best day. When he comes and see like a screen without any data. I've some of these dashboards before and been in a position where things change and they all stop working. Yeah. Somebody comes to your desk and say, yeah. why is this all stop working? And yeah. then you spend several days trying to figure it out yourself. Because exactly. actually getting hold of the publisher of that data is super hard sometimes. Exactly. And if you're using a data product, then part of the data product is that it shouldn't happen. Yeah. I mean, you product make, has stopped working. You don't make breaking changes. Or, sure. or you publish beforehand that you're I mean, going to make a breaking change. and There are ways to deploy yeah. uh, stuff with load balancers, with canary deployments. Technically speaking, it's not an issue anymore. Mm. You can do it. And uh, also, uh, I think that uh, I just wanted to say one more thing about data product, but now it's flown away. It's flown away, but with uh, the canary you just With mentioned. the canary, <laughs> canary took it and flown away with it. That's it. Tarana, is there anything else you want to add to this that you think we haven't covered? Um, How do you like being in a podcast? We can speak <laughs> about that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit nervous, uh, but you know, uh, as, as I'm getting into it, it's more and more fun. Yeah, so. fun. <laughs> cool. Yeah. This seems a common theme in the organization. Yeah. People are terrified when they first start and they go, actually, this is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remembered. Monetizing data product, that's also an option that you have if you have it as a product. Yes. Yeah, I mean, at least uh, mm -hmm. actually, even if you're not going to directly monetize it, being able to understand its value mm -hmm. um, and, and who the consumers are and what value they're getting from the consumption of that data is, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you, if you look at the 
cost of projects within an organization, the cost of producing data and everything else, being able to actually understand mm -hmm. that data's then ongoing value mm -hmm. to other departments, other domains or whatever is super cool. Mm -hmm. I think we'll leave it there then. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, and thank you, uh, Tom and Tihana, for, for uh, joining me here today. Yeah, uh, thanks, really Jason. appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.